0: This is Toronto Today with Greg Brady. Toronto's news, today's talk. 640 Toronto. Uh, the city doesn't have much money. city of Toronto does not have much money. And I read a great piece of which I want to isolate two specific parts from Matt Elliott. Matt Elliott's a columnist for the city, uh, for the Toronto Star. And the headline is, Why Mayoral Candidates Banking on a New Deal for Toronto Are Doomed to Fail. And one number jumped out at me. And it's 14.7%. What's that about? What's 147 Is that some, is somebody polling at 147 No. Is that the level of undecided voters? No, it's probably double that. But that's the percentage of the operating budget for this year, this year in Toronto. Um, and that's funded by provincial and federal subsidies. You've heard me say on the show before, Toronto needs new revenue sources. Toronto and municipalities probably need their own tax. New York has that. Chicago does. San Francisco does. Most American cities and most European cities, if you, if I were to buy a great pair of shoes, I'm walking up and down Young Street today and I want a pair of trainers. And I buy a hundred and twenty, I'm splurging. I buy a hundred and twenty dollar pair of shoes. Well, the city and other cities would get a few bucks of that. Toronto, zip. Um, everybody's working and paying, you're paying taxes in Toronto of your business. Right? not not on that sale per se but on the rental of the of the place you're paying sales in terms of the um, income you're paying your employees you're paying sales in terms of profit and in terms of rent okay so there's sub there, there is some subsidies that Toronto gets from you having a storefront business all that's accurate but you get nothing for the shoes you've opened up your store to sell Greg Brady a pair of shoes and the city of Toronto really gets nothing from that they really don't is that number um, funded by provincial and federal subsidies in 2015. And I would have said it maybe it was even higher, but this tells you how Toronto's been kind of grinding it out financially. 2015 budget. Think about where you were in 2015. That's the first year um, Justin Trudeau gets elected. Um, it's eight years ago, the, uh, the big run for the Blue Jays in the fall. So it's, it's fun times in the city of Toronto. I think, we, yeah, we hosted the Pan Am Games that year, and we were like, ah, what's the big deal? We'll take on some debt. It's nice to have this. 18.4% was the number. Like, it's not gigantic. Toronto's never made out like a bandit, and obviously no other municipality has when it comes to getting money from the provincial and federal subsidies. But Elliot makes the point in this Toronto Star column, be really careful here. Negotiating is going to matter a ton when it comes to the province and the federal government. Should you be voting for the best negotiator? Who can, you know, stock the, the cupboard, if, if you will, with funds? Who can push Doug Ford around? Who can push Justin Trudeau around? Maybe it switches in a few years. Maybe you're talking about getting at Pierre Pauly Maybe Maybe it's Doug Ford for one more election. Maybe it's two, and then you're like, who's the next leader? How do I grind them down? And get more money for my city. Like I, if I was the mayor, I'd be thinking about that day and night. What can we do? But here's the problem, and Elliot points this out properly. None of these candidates so far have really dug in and talked about how they're gonna raise their own revenue. They haven't. They really haven't. So there's a little bit of hat in hand-esque thinking, like. John Tory was thinking, post-COVID, keep going to the province. Keep asking. Keep asking. Sooner or later, you'll wear them down and they'll give in, right? Your kid wants a chocolate bar. You'll give in eventually. Watch McDonald's. You'll give in eventually. Um, It's not going to work that way because the city, as he points out, has not exhausted all its options to raise more money. Not even close. Property taxes are low. Revenue sources. We've talked about this forever. How about a hotel tax? You want to pay for the World Cup of soccer games like Vancouver's doing? Have a hotel tax. Tax Airbnb. Tax Verbo with those great ads in those homes where there's not a landlord looking out from a window like Norman Bates. Um, that's, the, that's the concept. Raise more money yourself. Then come to us and you'll be asking for less. That's the thing. And, and, and we even looked at this last week. Wait, maybe we shouldn't have Canada Day celebrations. Yeah, I got told at Nathan Phillips Square. Then we changed our mind. It looks a little disorganized, but so be it. I was told by a couple of counselors that Canada Day celebration was going to cost $150,000. I don't want to say big whoop. That's not nothing. I suppose you could give, use that money for something else. The mayor's office has a bigger budget. Do you remember that? What's John Tory need an extra 800 grand in his office for? Don't ask that now, given all the circumstances surrounding John. Do not ask. Don't ask. Don't tell. But the point is, we can't go to the province or the federal government without exhausting every option. I give up. Would you ever ask a friend for money? Maybe you would. Would you ever ask a mentor for money? Maybe you would. But I I know me, I would exhaust every possible option before it got to that every possible option even when I was 25 I wasn't making that call to Mom and dad and let's say Mom is Doug Ford and Dad's Justin Trudeau just just go with it I could have done it the other way around whatever but you would not go and ask for money like you've been doing the last three years and they said aren't you working? are you spending something on this wasn't that us out for dinner last night didn't you go to um, didn't you go to the seeps and, and buy beers for all your friends smarten up. That's what they would say to me. Did you bet 20 bucks on the Leafs game the other night? Don't do that. And I'm not sure Toronto can go to these entities and actually be legitimately, um, you know, house poor, if you will, if you haven't exhausted those options. And right now, I'm not seeing that that's the case. This is Toronto Today with Greg Brady. Toronto's news. Today's talk. 640 Toronto. We saw this story yesterday um, about, and I've had, she was just back from a long trip, and, and I've had my own um, travel mishaps, not for a long time, but a uh, television presenter. I like in the UK that they call them presenters. <laughs> Alan Carter would be a television presenter, Ooh. not an anchor. Fancy. Fancy. Yeah. If, if you were to remake the Will Ferrell movie in the UK, it'd be called <laughs> Presenter Man. Nah, that doesn't sound right. I'm not even sure it'd be called that anymore. But uh, Veronica Corningstone, Christine Applegate would be a presenter. Christopher Golds works for LBC News, and he booked a trip accidentally to Cambridge, Ontario, when he meant to book it for Cambridge in the UK. And he put his text message up, and it looks like I can't tell. what. Maybe this is with his wife, girlfriend, whomever. And the text is great, Sheba. You're going to Ontario, Canada just for a weekend? That's actually, I think that would be something you would tell your significant other. Or, or you know, they're like, what the hell? The, what's going on here? They're, they're splitting. The last straw. Canada is not an overnight destination. The person writes, uh, Christopher Golds, television presenter. He writes, what? No. When? You've got a confirmed reservation in a hotel in Ontario, Canada. It's appearing in the digital calendar for the 10th and 11th of June. And he wrote, I hope it isn't. It's supposed to be in Cambridge. And he's booked the Travel Lodge by Wyndham, Cambridge, oh. on Hespler Road in Cambridge, Ontario. You could get, that's a hop, skip, and jump from African Lion Safari. So maybe Christopher's selling it. He doesn't know what it's like to have baboons.
1: That's a long way. He's going to learn. He's aerial, going to find out.
0: Messing with his rearview mirror. That's and a big mistake to make. It's a pretty notable one. Um, so this, the city of Cambridge tweeted at him. Um, If it's not too much of a bother, might we still suggest you do come to visit us when you have a little more time? And he's like, oh, my gosh, what have I done? Um, So, yeah, they found this out. I've never had quite a moment like that. Have you had you probably never booked the wrong I've booked the wrong hotel on a couple occasions. I know that I have done How that. do you
1: book the wrong hotel?
0: Um, How sorry, does one do the that? The wrong week, I should say.
1: Oh, the wrong week.
0: I, I absolutely booked the wrong... Like, you just show up. I remember we were somewhere in just in London, Ontario, going back for something uh, maybe, I think, during the pandemic. And we booked, like, September 19th on a Saturday instead of September 12th. Just a dumb thing when you're, when you're clicking, right? It's just all click on this. But don't
1: and, you get the email confirmation
0: Are you supposed to read those? <laughs> yes, you're supposed to. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I booked the wrong hotel once. Went, went to Graceland and I thought it was a hotel in Memphis. It turned out it was a hotel in Mississippi. Oh. The next
0: state below. You don't know the the short understand. that you you booked MS instead of MI? MO. No, MO's Missouri. Where where did you want to be again? Tennessee? Well, that doesn't even start with an M. I was looking at Memphis and I saw the M S and I thought it was Memphis. Memphis isn't in Mississippi. <laughs> I know it's not. <laughs> you know, after 17 hours, it's like oh, oh god, okay, okay. I'm driving. But then it worked out because I got a hotel right across the street from Grace. And I am—I I think just like Sheba, how somebody often drives the car in a relationship. I think someone often books the. Tri- Are you the booker usually?
1: Uh, you know what? I've been the booker for most of our marriage. That's right. Yeah. This year, he's sort of taken over and he's doing a phenomenal okay, job. Okay, good. I didn't know that he had this skill. He's hidden it from me. So I've sort of given it to him now and said, okay, take it all. Let's see what you can do with it. Take it and run.
0: Even when you have to take a trip with a friend, like I'm going to take a trip with a pal um, two weeks from now, like on the 12th or 13th or whatever. And I'm going to send him an itinerary today. That feels really formal. But you just want your friend to know that you've got everything organized? No, what do you mean by that? I mean, like a
1: day-by-day,
0: hour-by-hour? Not quite hour-by-hour, but uh, like just sort of like send you send it like, how does this look? Like, we leave here at 8 a.m., and then we play golf at 3 p.m., and then we check it. Like, it's a very loose itinerary with a link to the actual hotel, so they don't think you're staying in somewhere where there's that's um that's a little like the producer's booth right now and i'm assuming <laughs> <laughs> that i mean that's small the producer's booth's lovely my as producer's told booth us. is
1: filthy that's i mean for anyone who's understanding understand that right now i came in this what's happening there and yeah. there's 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 sunflower seed <laughs> shells all over the desk there's, Whoa. it's disgusting you go anger. away for one week
0: is i that know that bad? i've 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 walked in in detroit on on like i think fingernails at the desk oh yeah. that's on. awful that's like 20 years ago like if i think hygiene's improved in the public workspace uh, since yeah. then <laughs> <laughs> it was, that was the ultimate where i'm going to work from home i'm in a very unsafe space <laughs> there's nails everywhere anyway we'll see if this guy um calls in about the cambridge thing i'd love for i'd love to find out how this But even the
1: price happens. difference
0: the price <laughs> from cambridge yeah uh, england to
1: cambridge ontario i mean didn't you wonder when you're booking your flight why it's so much more expensive
0: Well, I think he just got the hotel. I don't think he got the. Oh, it was the.
1: Oh, I say it was the hotel. Yeah, so he didn't. He didn't.
0: He just probably jumped on Expedia. Sometimes I'm on Expedia. I'm like, why won't they let me book a hotel? Why are there two cities and and you're on the flight part? It's so silly. Like it's just you like we are probably trying to do thirty things at once. Booking travel should not be one of you shouldn't multitask. You should have full focus. No. Yes. Yes. Don't try and make dinner on the barbecue while booking a trip on Expedia. That's Absolutely. True. This is how these things happen. Yep. All right. So you've missed a lot of the uh mayoral coverage. I uh I, I did a I moderated with Joe Cressy a debate last week at George Brown College. No, you didn't. That did I did too. He did too. I saw him on the TV. I was yeah. It was all over the live coverage of the TV. I sit in the front row. I wore I wore hard pants. I wore nice pants. Imp. I didn't wear sweats. Combs hair It was all good. Yeah. Well,
1: I missed a lot. You did. Seems, you know. I have to tell you, I was sitting. We went on this. We went on a Disney cruise. I hate cruises. Okay, we did on this cruise. Yeah. Uh, and I woke up one morning all on my own uh, in this room. We had two rooms that were connecting because we have such a huge family, and everyone's asleep. It's probably you know it's it's that time. It was probably I don't know. What's seven a.m. Which is about uh, what is it here? Ten a.m. Here. Yeah, you're. Are you four hours behind? uh, No, it's four hours. So so it's eleven a.m. Yeah, so it's seven a.m. Everyone's fast asleep beside me. You know, we've had a late night. And I just started thinking about... And we had no Wi-Fi. For three days, there's no data and there's no Wi-Fi. For, you. for three days. But there's no, there's nothing. There's no option because you're in the middle of nowhere. You can't even do anything. There's no contact to the outside world. But didn't that feel good? I don't... I want to have it that experience felt at amazing. some point soon. It yes. was amazing. You know, I was a little bit worried, you know, because I have older parents. I was the, oh, of course. I had, I had yeah. a little... Some thoughts in the back of my head. But it was fantastic. And I, I lay there and I, I woke up to a dream. And the dream was... Uh, Josh Matlow's housing plan. So I'm in the middle of Alaska on a Disney cruise thinking about Josh, Josh Matlow's needs to know this. housing wow. plan. Wow. I'm and I woke, and I started mulling it over, and my husband's fast asleep beside me, so I can't talk to him about this. I can't text anybody, because I have no access to my phone. So I'm sitting there talking, thinking about his new investment. He invested <laughs> just over $400 million to lower the cost of housing, and support homeless <laughs> residents, and create more places to live in great neighborhoods, wow. and childcare, and schools, and infrastructure, and parks. And this is what I'm thinking about. So you about. were
0: inspired. The dream inspired you. Well, it made me
1: miss Toronto politics. With his million.
0: And, this and is, I couldn't message you, so what have I missed? Well, right, and and by the way, this because this is radio, and because it's the world we live in now, in within about thirty seconds, this will get misinterpreted as um, Shiva Siddiqui had a wild dream about Josh Matlow. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like I I
1: wouldn't and I, his sexy housing plan. Yeah. yeah, if I had a
0: dream about a mayoral female candidate, I would not. I would be hesitant to describe it for the fear it would oh get misinterpreted. Oh my goodness! No, I just I showed know me how that I'm... broken telephone and radio works, Sheba. I've I miss, seen
1: it. I was missing Toronto I'm... politics, and then I came back to Brad Bradford eating chicken wings, <laughs> right, and uh, talking about Mark Saunders, and then Anthony Fury's up in the polls, and all of this is happening in Toronto. I mean, I'm excited to look to watch tonight's debate. Mm. That'll be interesting.
0: Do we have the? Uh, I don't. We probably don't have the. Uh, Brad Bradford explained his videos. He made two over the weekend where he's stuck in traffic on the gardener. And someone's filming him.
1: Yes, I saw this. And
0: uh, and and then he made another one where he's having a drink in the park. Uh, I think he also was trying to pretend that there was a new brand of of beer called Less Talk More Action, <laughs> yes. which I think you can get six can. packs of at the. Uh, we want you to get our six forty Toronto Breaking Brews. And there's but a couple people behind in him with a chaser of Less Talk More Action. Yes,
1: Less Talk More Action. That's the people behind him are all <laughs> holding cans of Less Talk More Action, and he sort of turns to them like,
0: "Oh, hey, fancy to see you here," but they're all holding his beer. But I think his um, he takes a very pronounced. He takes the drink and then he's like, ah. "Like he don't hey, have Cheers, to, guys. Thank you, Gordon. (laughs) That's great. It's not as pronounced as I thought. We'll get into more of those videos uh, coming up in a little bit. Yeah, Jason Chapman was not a fan of the Brad Bradford um, car video, but then I told him, I go, you would have wiped out an entire era of James Corden doing carpool karaoke. Yeah, (laughs) like you're allowed to look at the other person when you're driving. He wasn't holding the camera. This is Toronto Today with Greg Brady. Toronto's news. Today's talk. 640 Toronto. Our next guest is a Toronto Catholic District School Board trustee. He had an opinion about what the York region did. Um, His board, by the way, raised the pride flag outside of schools in 2021. So again, there's progress in that department. He is trustee Marcus Domenico. Thank you very much, Marcus, for joining our show again. We greatly appreciate it. Hey, good morning, Greg. How are you? Yeah, really good. Thank you. Um, you know, y- you, you've you got a unique lens into this, and you actually asked to be able to make a deputation on Monday night uh, to speak, and you weren't allowed to. Can you walk us through sort of that process?
2: Yeah, sure. It's, it's very strange, to, uh, to be honest. Um, I am very passionate about this issue about inclusion of, uh, of all marginalized communities. So uh, it's not usual for a trustee from one board to go to another, but I thought since I'd been through the process, mm-hmm. I could give a tr- trustee's perspective. So I made an application well on time. Everything was fine. It went to the executive committee, and, uh, which includes the chair, by the way, and they decided And I've never seen this in my years at the Toronto Catholic Board, that they would have absolutely no delegations at all on an agenda item and certainly an agenda item of this importance. Very, very strange.
0: Uh, Do you think they know who you are, that you're a trustee with another Catholic board and you'd be advocating for the flag to be raised? Is that a reason to exclude you from basically what what is supposed to be an open and and, uh, transparent process?
2: Well, they certainly know or know and knew who I am. I mean, I was right on my application. I made it very transparent. Um, they, I'm sure, with a little bit of research in two minutes, they could find uh, lots of videos that I've uh, been involved with promoting pride at TCDSB. Uh, whether that factored into it, um, I don't know. But as I say, I think it's very strange uh, that because there were some parents in the April meeting who were extremely badly behaved uh, and they seem to have frightened the York uh, Mm. Catholic board away from doing public deputations. It's very strange.
0: It it is rather remarkable. Um, And, um, I I think the concept is, and I think you make this point as well, that for all the good that parents, you know, parents and and students and teachers usually agree that um, they wouldn't put their kids into a Catholic high school or a Catholic elementary school without thinking the good far outweighs any bad. And um, do you worry that moments like this? reflect on other boards who are more inclusive, reflect on Catholic education as a whole. Like like this, you know, this is, this is sort of your bread and butter as a trustee. You don't want one board to sort of, you know, hang a dark cloud over the rest of, of all the good that's being done.
2: Well, it, it is actually extremely disturbing that Catholic education across Ontario has been put into such a negative light by one board. One board that literally has said, What's different about us is that we stand for our faith. We stand for Christ. That is unbelievable. The Toronto Catholic District School Board lives our faith every day by being inclusive, by being accepted. And now we have a board that said, oh, no, no, we listen to students, but we're not going to follow it. We're not going to do this. A simple gesture was turned down. So, yeah, it. it it worries me very much that catholic education is once again put into a very negative spotlight by a few
0: do you worry it also impacts how people feel about boards you and i have had conversations about accountability it could be the the tdsb plagiarism story last week it could be about something uh, you know ultimately not tied to religion or discrimination or anything People really want accountability. I've said this before, and I don't mind. It's not blowing smoke. We need more trustees like you. If there were more trustees like you who don't, who who will come on the radio admit they don't get everything right all the time, we'd be in a better place, wouldn't we?
2: Yeah, I think that the system is, is it's not broken, but it's certainly badly wounded. Uh, there are a lot of trustees in boards that are, you know, sort of checking in, checking out. Uh, You have to be passionate to do this job. You certainly don't do it for Mm -hmm. the financial compensation. Uh, It's supposed to be a part-time job. I find myself working, because I love it, all the time on it. We need trustees that are willing to put their hand up and say, hey, this is wrong. We have to fix this, because when you're elected, first of all, you have to be a leader. Secondly, you're only there for that term. So use your position, use your time productively and always productively, for students, it's all student focused. That's what it should be.
0: So your board raises the flag in 2021. Was there, you know, did they sort of get tugged into doing it, if you will? Because um, surely someone had brought it to the forefront in 29, like, well, let's go even before the pandemic when 2020 was a was a wacky, crazy, crappy year altogether, surely in 19 or 18 or 17 this was on the agenda at times i guess the, the what anybody would ask you is if you're going to speak for the board what took what took so long you did it but what took so long
2: well i can only speak as a trustee for ward 2 but i'll tell you that uh going back five or six years before 2021 there was even a motion at the Toronto Catholic Board to get rid of Gay-Straight Alliance clubs, and that was defeated, was quite controversial. So when I came in in 2018, no one was talking about it, and it was a group of us that had gone through a process to align our Board of Conduct, as we were directed by the Ministry, with the Ontario Human Rights Code. I thought that would be a slam dunk. It turned into quite the gong show. Now, we get it done, and then we decided, well, we're going to ask members of the uh, LGBTQ plus community to form a committee with us and inform us as to what they think. And they came back Mm -hmm. with three recommendations, recognize the month, fly the flag at the board office and fly it at all schools. And we Mm -hmm. passed that motion.
0: Mm. Uh, we're joined of course by uh, it's, uh, it's a remarkable uh, that, that uh, we're getting such uh, um, you know transparency it's great but that's why we have Mon Ma Marcus DiDomenico trustee for Ward 2 from the Toronto Catholic District School Board I want you to hear a 10 second clip I saw it on television last night on, uh, on Brittany Rosen's report on Global this is Melody Liang a York Catholic District School Board student this in essence speaks to sort of how there's a bigger picture than just the flag itself here's what she said I've been bullied throughout my five years of life here and I've always been told, go to the office, keep reporting, and yet nothing's being done about these people who continuously do these things. Okay, we're getting one side of the story there, Marcus, but she has no reason to stand in front of a television camera and exaggerate bullying. Any of us who, if I felt like I was bullied for two weeks by... Mark Kennedy in grade seven there. I named my uh, my uh, my tormentor. But if I felt that that's no good either. This 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 is a girl that I listen to and I go, this is way more important than, to be honest, a a piece of fabric, which does mean something. Why can't we this speaks to a greater issue of principals and vice principals and teachers in do they still have the same disciplining power for bullying incidents? I'm hearing from teachers all morning saying that they don't
2: well uh, that 's kind of a different angle to look at it. I will tell you that at Toronto Catholic, we take it really, really seriously mm-hmm. now. I believe for that person that uh, young person that was speaking about bullying, it does exist, and flying the flag is yes it 's just a piece of fabric yes it 's just a symbol, and yes, the Canadian flag is our main symbol of unity, but flying the flag. Tell students in that community that we listen, we're here for you. And if you are being bullied, if if you're being targeted, and I hear this all the time from students and their parents, this is not acceptable. We are going to stop it. The way we do it is we accept, we love, and we educate. This is not indoctrination. This is not uh, changing our sexual conduct. And uh, it's not anything to do with that. People they migrate to that and say, oh, you guys are all doing this. It's so silly. If they heard the heartbreak that I've heard, Greg, if they heard it, if they're a mom or dad, a grandparent, aunt or uncle, they, I believe most people would say, oh, this is, this is not right. We have to do something. And you know where we start? We start by acknowledging the problem and we start by accepting the community.
0: Marcus, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show, as always. I really appreciate um, the straight talk you, you bring. Thanks so much for this this morning.
2: Hey, Greg. It's so great that you've given me this opportunity and that it, you're just a – it's such a pleasure being on your show. And you have a wonderful day, my friend.
0: Thank you very much. Marcus D. Domenico, trustee for Ward 2, Toronto Catholic District School Board. This is Toronto Today with Greg Brady. Toronto's news. Today's talk. 640 Toronto. Today is – you know, there's there's uh, days with shirts, Right um pink shirt day bullying orange shirt day right uh, national day of truth and reconciliation and today is red shirt day so what is it cuz i don't think it gets quite the attention uh, that the others do. And we can debate that, but it, it should. And why do we have Red Shirt Day? It takes place every year on May 31st on National Accessibility Week. People wear red shirts to spread awareness about how people with disabilities contribute to their communities and their workplaces. This is also the first year we're, we've moved. Um, we have a May 31st without um, former Lieutenant Governor David Onley, who we had on the show a bunch and we talk, I remember we talked to Moses Neimer, right? Big city TV creator guru, and um, and what David Onley meant to him, meant to his workplace at a time when, unfortunately, people like David Onley weren't getting given the proper opportunities, weren't getting given um, the proper scenarios. And David Onley kept fighting and fighting and fighting. He didn't say, well, that's good, I've made it. He made it right for everybody else. We miss him already. So really important work uh, needs to follow um, post the passing of David Onley. And the Ontario government is attempting to be a big part of that. As I mentioned, it's National Accessibility Week and the emphasis is on the province with our next guest. Uh, He is, of course, the Minister of Labor, Immigration Training and Skills Development. Monty McNaughton. Monty, it's Greg Brady. Thanks very much for coming back on Toronto today. I hope all is well. And, and it is an important week, isn't it?
3: It is, Greg. Great to be back with you and your listeners uh, once again uh, this morning. It definitely is uh, an important week. I was really honored to join uh, Raymond Cho, who's the Minister of Seniors and Accessibility uh, for Premier Ford in our government, to kick off. National Accessibility Week to uh, help almost 4,000 people living with disabilities uh, here in Ontario find meaningful employment. Uh, This is one of the biggest projects that uh, has been undertaken in in years in Ontario to really help uh, these folks and lift them up.
0: Accessibility isn't simply about mobility. Um, You've got a project as well that's getting run by the great folks at the Canadian National Institute for the Blind. What could you tell our audience about that? That's, that's new, innovative, and is going to help a ton of families.
3: Well, certainly, um, the Canadian National Institute for the Blind do uh, amazing work. Uh, one of the projects that we funded, as you mentioned, that we announced uh, on Monday is to help 1,300 people who are blind, uh, partially sighted, or deaf-blind enter the labour market successfully. So we're going to uh, provide funding to help them Uh, give uh, peer support, one-on-one support, uh, skills-building and goal-setting workshops, as well as accessible uh, technology training. So all of the funding that we announced on Monday, uh, $6 million to uh, five different organizations, will help people with physical or intellectual disabilities uh, find meaningful employment, whether it's in uh, healthcare, technology, uh, manufacturing, retail, hospitality, um, there's great opportunities out there, and people often talk about it. There's 300,000 jobs going unfilled. We really need to seize this opportunity to uh, lift all boats in Ontario.
0: And I think there's been there's been a real sea change among employers as well. That um, they're not they're not as worried about. Um, the practicality of of their workplace if someone can do the job the concept isn't and I think the workers want this as well anybody that's uh that's you know in a wheelchair anybody that suffers from any sort of vision or hearing issues is saying don't just give me the opportunity let me prove I can do the job and employers generally will spot that very quickly that that there's a real it factor and these people become valuable parts of workplaces
3: absolutely I mean, Uh, One of the things when we made this announcement on Monday, I said, is that uh, obviously this is about lifting people with disabilities up, helping them find purpose-driven careers. uh, But it's also good for the bottom line of businesses. And I spoke with many businesses who hire people with uh, disabilities, and they've said that they're the best employees. They're loyal, uh, dedicated, they work hard, they show up on time. And it builds uh, loyalty with customers as well. So it's certainly a win-win. It's, it's a win for those people with disabilities, which is most important, and, and their families. But it's also good for the economy.
0: Monty McNaughton is our guest. He's the Minister of Labor, Immigration, Training, and Skills Development uh, with the provincial government. When I see the statistic, more than 2.6 million people in Ontario live with a disability, that that tells me there's a range of disabilities. But that's I, I think most of our listeners would go, really? That's almost... You know, that's almost 20% of the province, and that's that's an incredible amount. We've made our schools better. We've made our universities, our colleges better with access, but we're still playing some catch-up in workplaces sometimes, aren't we?
3: Well, I agree, and I I give a lot of credit to Premier Ford. I mean, for the first time in Ontario history, we have a dedicated minister of seniors and accessibility, uh, Raymond Cho, and it really sends a message, whether it's to businesses and employers or uh, other organizations, that they – need to help people with physical or intellectual disabilities. Uh, You're right, there's 2.6 million people in Ontario living with a disability. The unemployment rate for persons with learning, developmental, and other types of disabilities is about 17%, so way higher than the general population. And when we hear businesses, and we all read the statistics, I mean, well over 300,000 jobs going unfilled, uh, it's important to... Uh, Help everybody and and get them uh, the supports. One of the uh, training programs, for example, that we're funding with this announcement is going to help people with disabilities um, pay for taxis and Ubers and buses. Um, So really practical things for them to get their training and get them to uh, an employer.
0: And I think we're getting to young adults earlier than... (laughs) 15 20 25 years ago aren't we monty we we're, we 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 you and i are in touch with the concept of building a resume building experience volunteering i'm telling my own uh, teenagers that this will be this will look good on a resume but you also get the practical work we're getting to younger adults faster with programs like this there there were people that that just for lack of opportunity, couldn't even enter the workforce because of their disability until they were in their thirties. And then you can't show anybody great work you've done with other companies before with a resume.
3: Well, true, that's uh, so important when, when building a uh, career. Um, and I think a lot of things have changed. I mean, businesses, uh, many of them have really stepped up to um, hire people with physical or intellectual disabilities or other people out there that haven't had a chance before. And we're just calling on more businesses to to do the same. It's it's good for these individuals, uh, but it's also good for the bottom line. And if you talk to other businesses that have hired uh, these folks, uh, they'll tell you they're they're great employees, and many of them hire more of them. So it's it really is a win win.
0: Monty McNaughton is our guest on Toronto today. I know it was brought up in the legislature yesterday, um, and your colleague Stephen Lecce talked about um the pride flag um he didn't he didn't say that the government was going to you know require schools to fund it but you could tell there was an element of of disappointment that we're still here and we're having controversial discussions you know i'm sure you hear it at your constituency office about it in the catholic schools in your riding where do you land on this issue
3: well look i think minister lecce said it uh, really clearly um you know, we we have an expectation uh, as a government and as a society to uh, support um, all people uh, in Ontario. And uh, Minister Lecce was uh, really clear uh, yesterday uh, in question period, I think, sent uh, a strong message.
0: Do you hear from schools or parents or constituents in, in your writing about it? How how do those issues get manifest themselves and get addressed with uh, with your office?
3: Well, look, I, I think this um, was an issue with um, a select number of school boards uh, in Ontario, uh, York Region obviously being uh, one of them. Uh, in my riding, you know, I, I don't hear about this as much uh, mm-hmm. recently. It's been where we're, you know, we we step up and, and do what's right. And uh, again, uh, Minister Lecce was uh, crystal clear yesterday what his expectations are, and good on him for, for calling it out.
0: Thanks for the look in on that. Thanks for uh, um, uh, letting us know the initiatives for National Accessibility Week. And, and I, you're right. I think uh, regardless of anything, we're going to uh, we're going to a better place and more people with disabilities are going to be in the workforce training for jobs, not, not just a job or any job, but the job they want, the job that it's their desire to pursue in a career. Thank you for the time today. Thanks, Greg. Take care. You bet. Minister Monty McNaughton, Minister of Labor, Immigration, Training and Skills Development. This is Toronto Today with Greg Brady. Toronto's News. Today's talk. Six forty, Toronto. Are you in or out? Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. So are we in or out? You're out. You are over and out.
2: No, 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 no. You
0: insulted him a little bit. I'm okay with it, but now you're making me feel weird. About it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> okay, okay. Um. Our in or out is based on Shiva's recent vacation. And uh, it sounds like, you know, you're from a, a family of six, a team of six. And I feel like, though you had a good time and you saw a brilliant part of the world with Alaska, it sounds like, with your opinion on cruise ships, that you took one for the team. I I, absolutely did. Oh my goodness. That hurts my soul because I love cruise ships. I don't understand the appeal. This is about my fifth (laughs) cruise. So I've done cruises before.
1: And I thought, you know, it's been a few years, obviously pandemic and whatnot. My younger, my youngest one who's seven, he's never been on a cruise before. So we thought, you know what? The older ones have experienced it. Let's take him. It's a Disney cruise. Get me off the boat. It was horrible. I love Alaska. I love the, it was horrible. Like, I was, I just, I hate cruises. I hate them. I don't understand the appeal. Uh, I think it's a very sedentary type of vacation, which maybe that's why you like it.
0: I think you can lay around. I think you can read. You like to read. I don't need to be stuck on a
1: boat in the middle of the ocean to read. Take me to a park. You know what, my dream vacation, give me a, a car in a foreign city with a map. And I will just a explore what? and get lost. A car, yes, get a rental car and let me just drive that's around. That's those European
0: cars are; they're like boxes.
1: Yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll go alone. Get to leave a, my kids a, at home. That's sh- even
0: better. A shiny metal box car. Right, I, I I do agree. She was out on cruises. I'm in, and I'll give you my in reasons in a second. Are there some benefits? Uh, like, are there some? You is there get some to, element you, know, you
1: get to see things joy? in a nutshell? You know, you get to you get to go to like Alaska. We got to see three different cities: Juneau, Skagway, um, Ketchikan, in the span of three or four days. It was a week long cruise that we were stuck on that boat for a really long time. I can only play bingo and sing karaoke and make crafts for so long, Brady. I, and there's hi- there's you know that norovirus thing was happening. I was at well, the that's buffet. A different story. No, that's I was not- I was really worried. I don't care about COVID. Give me the COVID. Keep the norovirus away from me. This is I, why Greg likes cruises. It's well,
0: I'm saying I'm not single. But they did make a show about that, like oh, cruise gosh. ships for an you're hour on Saturday You're not going to find the nights. person of your dreams on a cruise. No, well, you're not. It was happening a lot on ABC at 9 o'clock All on Saturdays do eat. with celebrities. There's
1: nothing to do but eat and then hygiene habits. My 14-year-old, we came home last we- night. We found out he confessed to us he didn't shower the whole week. <laughs> and he pretended to and he lied. Well, that's,
0: that's, that's parenting with a capital P. Get it together. And <laughs> figure one. it out but you don't drink either so you didn't have a. well that's intent. true actually yeah that's
1: true that's another thing I don't drink but there's yeah. still like there's there's I, nothing to do in the crew yeah. so what are you going to do drink every night I guess that's the appeal isn't there
0: entertainment isn't there yeah, isn't, isn't yeah there, so like, there were
1: shows there were get, shows like in the J- evening J- I, when I went
0: to the Dominican you saw me karaoke surely some people got up on stage I did. and sang, yes, uh, yeah, yes and David some of my Boat family songs. members <laughs> did get up on stage
1: and participate in this ventriloquist ventro- ventro- and, and uh, all these different shows yeah sure that was fun that was cute but I can't do that for a week every night.
0: Maybe three or four days. I, I will admit, we took a we took a cruise to the Bahamas, but then we got off the ship for two or three days, then got back on. We were really only on part of a day and two evenings. So maybe I I, I can't claim that I can handle it. I might get tired of the nightly entertainment. I might have explored every activity on the cruise ship. And I yes. don't want, I, I'm anti-food poisoning. If we do food <laughs> yes. poisoning for in out tomorrow, yes. dysentery, And do you I'm gain out. weight?
1: Do you gain weight every time you go on a cruise? Uh,
0: yeah, I, I can see why you might. Yeah. Unless you're oh. just doing push-ups in your room and the rooms aren't big enough to do push-ups. I was at the
1: gym every morning on the cruise ship because there's nothing <laughs> else. I was. No. And still, I gained five pounds because there's nothing to do but eat. You're just waiting for your next meal.
0: I like not having to pack or unpack. I think, and I, I'm all, you know me, I'm all about inclusiveness. You get to know other families and I'm so, I'm a social creature. I'm very outgoing. I sit down. I'll be like, tell me your story. And then I just listen. I don't talk. Oh, of course, <laughs> Gord, break the tire. And and and, and let's, you, we're giving you a free cruise. You can take your wife. You're off on a cruise. Or would you prefer <laughs> another? This is like Showcase Showdown. Would you prefer another vacation instead of a cruise? I'll take the cruise, Bob. There we go. You're in. You're in. Lots of smiles, lots of activity. Yeah. You can lay uh, like was it, it beach chairs? You can see. No, it's Alaska. It was freezing. Oh, that's and true. And somebody yeah. just
1: texted in saying she was intentionally looking to have a miserable time. She couldn't oh. find anything to do on a cruise ship. She's not looking around. Listen, I did everything. I did every activity. It's just not my jam. Listen, I just I would I need to explore. I want nature. I don't want to be
0: It was just too sedentary for me. That's harsh. Sheep is never intentionally miserable. Yeah. I think that's way, <laughs> that's what this that's way too harsh. 911.
1: 911. What's your emergency? Ah, I'm on a cruise ship. Ah,
0: there was an explosion. Oh my god, the ship is sinking. I can't
1: get out. There's water everywhere. We're going down. I've got a lock on your location. Stay with me. Hurry, hurry. Hello? Are you there?